Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'll be talking about financial abuse. Financial abuse or economic abuse is a form of abuse when one intimate partner has control over the other partner's access to economic resources. This diminishes the victim's capacity to support themselves and forces them to depend on the perpetrator financially. Firstly, I want to say that with narcissistic abuse, most specifically, there will almost always be an aspect of financial abuse and control as well as exploitation. Because narcissistic abusers are aiming to control, manipulate, and ultimately use the victim as a form of supply, they do not want to lose their victims and ultimately want to cripple their ability to be independent, specifically financially, and ultimately use them as a supply. It's very insidious, financial abuse, and often difficult to detect the intentions of the abuser and how they are abusing their victims financially. So I'd like to go over some examples, and I'd like to quote here an uh, an article, uh, How to Identify Financial Abuse in a Relationship. This is an article written by Sherry Gordon. Uh, She goes over some examples here, and I want to just begin with these examples because oftentimes, like I said, it's insidious and difficult to identify how a person is financially abusing, or what are the signs that somebody is being financially abused. So firstly, to begin, financial abuse includes trying to control your use or any use of or any access to money you have earned or saved. Uh, So narcissistic abusers will will oftentimes uh, hoard money, and they themselves will spend it on whatever they wish, but they will insist that their victims have a specific amount, and they'll often accuse their victims of spending too much. Using your assets or the victim's assets for their personal benefits without asking. So oftentimes they'll just buy their own uh, pretty much as much as they wish. They will use the finances, the collective finances of the couple, of the of the relationship for their own personal benefit uh, without even asking. They will take money or use credit cards without permission. Uh, They will ruin credit history by running up limits and then not paying bills. They will claim to make payments or pay bills in your name but not following through. Uh, Extreme dishonesty with regards to that as well. They will borrow money or or make charges without repaying it. There will also be a sense of entitlement to your money. Uh, This is where you feel uh, that... um, they, you have to give over your money, and after a certain amount of time, victims will feel uh, will have been gaslit to believe that they don't actually have a right to their own money or to ultimately make their own money, which is part of the crippling effect and ultimately creating a dependence on the narcissistic abuser. They will often demand that their victims turn over paychecks, password, and credit cards. Passwords and credit cards. Uh, they will expect you to pay their bills. Uh, and, and ultimately fulfill their ob- financial obligations. They will require their victims to bail them out uh, of any financial difficulties, financial dis- situations that are uh, less than ideal. They will ob- often demand your paycheck, or their victims' pay- paychecks, and other sources of income. They will oftentimes interfere with your job. So what they will do is they'll criticize or minimize your job or career choice, pressuring you to uh, either work really, really much harder, really hard, or ultimately not working at all because, uh, again, this, these create a sort of a crippling effect where you feel insecure and insignificant and unable to actually pursue a career or your own financial abundance. They'll pressure you into quitting your job. Um, and ultimately, again, not allowing you to uh, create that distance, that independence, that that, and 
oftentimes they will use promises of being able to take care of their victims. And um, again, oftentimes these promises are false, creating independence. They will oftentimes sabotage their victims' work responsibilities. They may even harass you at work by calling you or texting you. They may, may even make extreme demands on you of your free time uh, and, and ultimately call you uh, call victims uh, betraying because of their commitment to work extra hours. They will say that they are neglecting their responsibility to the relationship. Again, very insidious to pick up on this, but if you can look at the intentions behind it oftentimes, you may not realize that you're being financially abused because of the subtle way it's being done. But if you take a look at your financial independence, anytime you try to spend money, anytime victims try to spend money, or anytime they, anytime they make an attempt towards a career or a job or a way of creating financial independence, there will, will be resistance. There will be a certain amount of feeling like they need to answer to the narcissistic abuser. A couple of more examples, controlling shared assets and resources. So what they'll often do, the financial abusers will uh, criticize every financial decision that victims make. Uh, they will, will reduce, reduce your freedom, victims' freedom to a plan or a budget. Uh, they'll oftentimes make large financial decisions um, without your input. These are, these are decisions that great, greatly affect victims. Uh, and they will want to control the shared resources, ultimately controlling the entire uh, relationship's finances. They will hide or take funds and put them in a private account. They will insist on sharing your income, but to refuse to share theirs. They'll refuse to work or contribute to the fi family income. Uh, they will control, uh, I should say, they, they uh, create unrealistic limits uh, or allowances on their victims as well. So there's loads of other, ex other examples here, and I highly uh, suggest you check this article out because it is important to understand that there are many, many insidious and subtle forms of financial abuse. Um, but the main thing is, is that if you try to separate and create a financial a, a flow for yourself, they will see this as a betrayal and ultimately may claim that you're lacking trust in their ability to support. So I want to go into some reasons why abusers, specifically narcissistic abusers, will financially abuse. Uh, I did mention earlier it creates a dependence, um, but at the core of it is a sense of control and power. Uh, everyone needs money. Money is uh, a way of surviving. Money can get you assets. Money can ultimately buy your freedom. By controlling your, your finances, they were, there's a certain amount of power and control that they have over you. And if you are not, if you do not catch on, oftentimes they can cripple your ability to even get out of the relationship at all. This plays into the bonding and the, the trauma bonding, really creating a source, a sort of prison where you are forced to depend on the narcissistic abuser for your finances and ultimately creating a lifetime of narcissistically abusing and using victims as a supply. This is another way of bullying victims into doing things. So if someone has control of the, their victim's finances, then ultimately they can use money to force individuals to do things that are less than uh, respectable. They can control the direction of the victim's life, ultimately control their dreams. Uh, they can cripple victims' escape route and uh, ultimately the ability to uh, reach out for freedom, uh, to, to get freedom and ultimately leave the relationship. And as I mentioned, bond their abuser for life. See, there's, these are some of the reasons why uh, a narcissist will abuse their victims financially. Uh, and ultimately, uh, because of the very insidious way of doing it, you may not realize it happens. It can happen over decades. It can happen over uh, several years where the victim has slowly uh, manipulated the victim to totally 
let go of their financial uh, stability, their control, and leave that to the hands of the narcissistic abuser, creating almost a lifetime of abuse. So I want to give a couple examples, a couple, I should say, uh, suggestions of what to do if you are being financially abused. If you are aware that you have finally uh, come to awareness that you are being financially abused, a couple of things you may want to do include uh, getting a lawyer involved and, under, and, and finding out how you could make a move to uh, split your assets. If you decide to go no contact or walk away from a narcissistic abuser, they will usually battle. There will be a battle, there'll be a fight, and there will almost always be a financial uh, strong, uh, really battle and ultimately uh, try to uh, win over the assets of the, the victim. And therefore, getting a lawyer, getting law involved so that you can have an awareness of how to protect yourself. Find a way to make your own money uh, and do this without the awareness of the narcissist, narcissistic abuser. Uh, this may, this will, uh, by creating a stash or at least a private account, you can start to plan your independence and ultimately your freedom. If you're still in a relationship, uh, start to develop a financial plan uh, for independence. Uh, start learning about how you could uh, start your own business, your, your own career. Um, and if you are, if you feel that you are being controlled in this way, uh, then you ultimately that you can't leave or get out of the relationship uh, and you can't build your own uh, financial uh, plan or independence, uh, you are, it'll certainly uh, bring awareness to the, the nature of the relationship that you are narcissistically being financially abused, uh, even narcissistically abused, emotionally or verbally uh, abused. Uh, then you want to look at the relationship as a whole to see what it really is. And oftentimes, if you're being financially abused, you're being abused in other ways as well. So in that case, uh, it's extremely important to create distance and independence and ultimately walk away from the relationship if need be. I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I can understand this is a very difficult topic, and many people who struggle with this issue have extreme trauma around finances once they have been abused financially. It's important to heal your childhood wounds, heal your wounds from the relationship, and ultimately heal your relationship with money and understand that money is not intrinsically bad or evil. Money is a way to survive. We need it to uh, purchase needs and purchase things in order to uh, ultimately live our life. And therefore, if you have been financially abused, it's important to identify this and ultimately realize that there is damage done. Heal your relationship to finances, understand what money is for, and how a healthy relationship to money could really uh, help you build uh, a life that you want, one where there is financial freedom, financial abundance, and ultimately the ability to uh, spend the money the way you desire, uh, which every person has the right to do. Uh, if you're struggling with this issue, please do reach out. I'd love to help you uh, work through this issue and ultimately um, ultimately create a, a life for yourself where you, um, where you feel empowered, you feel independent uh, with the ability to spend your re uh, resources and funds in the way that you choose. I can be reached at YITS, that's Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. I can reach my phone, 252-696-4852. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, all the best.